We're here to speak the truth. Damn right. Our truth, as we experienced it. Say it loud, say it proud. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And then retreat in shame. Proof that not everyone gets equal share of the gene pool. They're all dead. Burnt down after a strange mopping episode. Her father's going to kill me. He said, well, it was an accident. How can you get in trouble for an accident? And I was like, well, welcome to my house. That's everybody's house, right? That's, that's, yeah, we're good? Okay, good. All right, we're all on the same page. And my kids at the time were so fucking cute. Yeah. I mean, they really were. You're not lying. Grandma Lois says, you know, cute in the crib, home only at the table. That sounds terrible. Why would you share that story? Why did that bring you joy? First of all, you're listening to the wrong podcast. But second of all, because it does. Okay, I don't have to explain or justify myself to you. So anyway, just shut up and listen to the story. Can you let me finish? Quit interrupting. Such a sarcastic prick. God, he's great. I do have diva energy. You Uh, really do. (laughs) It's it's a gift. It's a gift. Uh, hmm. I bet you take it down a notch, princess. Feel far superior, sir. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that's the reason and not all the other reasons you should feel superior. Oh, we could make a list. Oh, let's not. Let's not. We don't want to. I see you got a pen there and some paper. Mm, Let's not. You know what? Okay. You're so superior, but you can't figure out the stuff. You should turn that page if we're gonna. Mm, Yeah. Mm. Bitch had receipts. It's all about me. It's the inner (laughs) show. That's the new name. I'm a big girl now. Talkspace. It's therapy on your side. <laughs> All right. If you fuckers don't become a sponsor at this point. Hey, and welcome back to part two of We Are Family, where we discuss our father's side of the family. But we talk too long, so there will be another part where we discuss the balance of our family. Uh, hopefully it's not a four-parter. Anyway, welcome back. Obviously, we have parents. So we have our father, Mark, who you guys have heard a, a bit about. Yes, there's more to him than alcoholism and crack cocaine addiction. He was he was a really good father in some cases up to a certain point, and we'll we'll definitely be discussing that. Our mother, Linda, she's she's great too. That being said, there was definitely same time my dad went off the deep end, uh, mom started having trouble. It's a lot to deal with. Kind of talk about why. And I, and I think it's also very important that we say that, look, when we tell these stories that we're telling, it's not to shame anyone or make anyone feel bad. I mean, we're both telling things that are embarrassing for ourselves. Right. It's, it's Everybody was doing the best they could with what they had and also making decisions based on the trauma and what they thought was right and wrong growing up. Correct. So there are definitely some values that were instilled in our mother because she was raised by very old-fashioned parents. Correct. And sometimes that came down on us a little bit. And Mm -hmm. as children of the 90s, we said, bitch, what? Exactly. (laughs) Did not share those same values. (laughs) We Uh, did not. Time had moved on. And again, so this isn't saying that they're, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that my, my dad was a bad bad father. I'm not saying my mom was a bad mom at all. That's not, that's not what we're saying. I mean, they did the best they could with what they had and their understanding. 
And also couple that, those cultural influences they had with their own personal demons and weaknesses. Absolutely. I mean, Christ, I'm sure my kids are going to be in therapy for the rest of their <laughs> lives. And they didn't go through any of the same crazy shit. Because like my, so my relationship with mom now is like leaps and bounds better than what it was, which before I couldn't even really call it a, a relationship that she and I like could have a conversation about how my day was when right. I was nine years old. It was just, I was supposed to be doing what I was supposed to be doing as a child with my kidney disease, my whatever. But, you know, to talk about what might be bothering me that day, be it at school or my kidney disease related stuff, like we didn't talk about stuff. We no. just we just were. We just went through the motions of what we had to get through the day. And that's basically what everybody was doing. Everybody was disassociating and doing what they had to be doing. And that was it. Yeah. And that's how you that's how you look we, through. We it. were all just trying to survive another day, mm-hmm. and that included our parents. Absolutely. And um ultimately uh we became the people we are. <laughs> so <laughs> I apologize ahead of time. I don't. I do what I want. <laughs> so I'm I'm happy. Oh Samson, you're supportive too. Thanks, puppy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, what about me? <laughs> don't worry, we'll talk about you, Samson. We'll talk about big dumb dog. Big dumb dog. Ooh, that's a big puppy mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Thanks. So why don't we talk about dad's side of the family? Cause it's smaller. So that's a podcast in itself. It, it, <clears throat> sure is. This is going to wind up being three parts. <laughs> uh, all right. So dad's family, his mother, Lois, sorry, grandma Lois and Bill, our grandpa, Bill, whom you'll hear much about also very traditional Oh, yes. Farmer upbringing. Grandpa's family was from north of Hespentucky, right? Mm -hmm. So Shelby, I think. Yep. And they're farmers. And then Grandma's family has lived, you know, next door to where they're at now. So, and her, her, her father was a carpenter. A very good one, too, I might add. So Grandpa Bill's side of the family was from Holland. Mm-hmm. But grandma's side of the family, they were like founders of America. <laughs> <laughs> They've Fair. been here a hot minute. They have, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they, they go back a ways. Grandpa didn't really like telling a whole lot of stories about being young. He was just like, yeah, yep, uh, he, it was a farm. Yep. Mm, yeah, I went to school as long as I had to and got to drive the, the garbage truck uh, so we can take grandma out on dates. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> They were so cute when they talked about each other. My God. Oh, yeah. yeah. The cutest. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I got the sex talk from Grandma. Oh, how'd that go? Uh, Yeah, that went, I guess. Yeah, how do I want to say this? So this is, I was f- 15, 16. All right. Something like that. Anyway, I'd moved in there again, and this time it looked like it was going to stick. I think I was 16 because um, the police couldn't come and get me anymore. Okay. And um, that's a whole thing. You guys will hear about that later. All right. Um, Very good. So I was in the living room and she told me, she's like, all right, let's have this conversation. Don't have sex. I want to tell you that, but you're going to anyway. Make sure you wear one of those condom things. And she said, I don't know anything about them. She said, I never had any, I'd never had sex with anybody but your grandfather. And it's important to wait till marriage. 
And I remember thinking right then, I said, you didn't say you waited till marriage. <laughs> <laughs> she she did tell me later, though, that she did. Mm-hmm. And that very specifically, she was disappointed because the day of her wedding, she started her period. Oh, that's So she terrible. was rather disappointed that mm-hmm. she had to wait even longer. Oh. <laughs> but that, when I had mentioned earlier, were you and Grandpa Bill actually in a relationship? Because she said something. I don't remember how she worded it, but she's just like, oh, yeah, your, your grandfather's been my one and only. And then she said some off-the-cuff comment. She's just like, your grandpa can't say that. Yes. And I went, Aru? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, weren't you together for, I was like, did he know that you guys were together? Or were you just like little 14-year-old Lois hanging around being like, I really like you, Bill. And he's like, cool, I'm going to go over to Stacy's house later this evening. That's kind of how it went. <laughs> so, yeah, they were, yeah, so he told a story about that. Uh, apparently, Grandpa was seeing somebody else. I mean, I guess they, 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 they knew each other and there, you know, there was a court process or whatever, but not, not like legal, but anyway, kids back in the old days used to court uh, (laughs) anyway. So yeah, something, something transpired where that, that wasn't going to work out. Grandpa figured and didn't want nothing to do with that. And, uh, well, Grant, so even though they went to school together and they mm -hmm. rode a school bus together, grandpa was older by like three years or something like that. Yeah. Like three or four years. Okay. So yeah, I mean, like little fourteen-year-old grandma would be like, "I like Bill," but uh, you know, seventeen, eighteen-year-old grandpa's like, "The hell, kid!" He, he was a young buck, and he had things to do. Mm-hmm. He's he been splitting wood all day. <laughs> yes, there's nothing to fucking do. <laughs> yep. So yeah, and there was no option in Netflix and chill. I had to create your own. Uh huh. Chilling effects. So anyway. They did. They did, obviously. Because uh, that was like a whole thing because Grandpa picked her up. I think she might have only been 15. Yeah. When he picked her up with the when garbage truck. When they started truck. like dating, dating, yeah. she was young. Yeah, because it was like a thing where I'm like, I think you go to prison for that. Because <laughs> like, yeah, he picked her up in the garbage truck because he had to make a drop, a drop, I think by Muskegon or whatever. Okay. And yeah, I picked her up. And she's like, even then the, the age is like, eh, sure and it's like mm-hmm. you know well that is the it way it was with right it was because they were going to be alone together yeah and they're not married it wasn't that like he was 18 and she was 15 that's not where they're like this seems a little funny no <laughs> they were like oh, a boy and a girl together alone uh-huh no think about the rumors <laughs> so yeah that was um well i will tell you uh real quick a couple stories that grandma told me Mm-hmm. Almost immediately after grandpa died, like it all just like, you know, the good memories are flooding back and she wanted someone to share them with. So I'm thankful it was me. So when grandpa passed, he ultimately, his heart stopped, mm-hmm. whatever the deal was. Grandma brought him to the hospital to have him revived. And he ended up in Grand Rapids where he was on a ventilator for like a week and he just, he just wasn't coming back. So she, she knew that she was going to have to ultimately make that decision Luckily, that day, I was able to go there and be with her and dad. And oddly enough, Nate came with me. That's my boyfriend. Uh, and if you know Nate, he... Hospital. Any, yeah, any situation that he can foresee is going to be uncomfortable. He cannot be found for in the state of Michigan. He will be gone. Gone. He's like, not not this man. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so um, he knew that I was going to the hospital to be with grandma. 
And he's like, well, would you like me to take the day off and be with you? And I was like, uh, I mean, that is the right response. Who are you, pod person? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I would like it if you came with me. But I was like, I also know um, this is my grandfather. And this situation could be very uncomfortable for you. I was like, you don't have to. And he's just like, well, I'll, I'll go with you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so basically we spent like two hours in his room with him before they ultimately decided to come and take him off the ventilator. But during that time, grandma is helping pass the time by sharing stories about them when they were young. Mm -hmm. And dad's like, I haven't even heard these stories. And I was just like, okay. One of them was uh, when they were still dating, she was 16 or 17 years old. And she's just like, I decided to go ice fishing with your grandfather. And I was like, you? Because, <laughs> again, she's very prim, very proper. Like, she doesn't even skin fish. Like, mm -hmm. she, no. I was like, you? And she's like, yeah, well, that's the thing. She's like, this was the only time I went. Because she's like, I thought it'd be, like, the cool thing for a girlfriend to do at the time. And I was just like, okay, so things never change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's like, but uh, your grandpa Bill, he, so he set up the ice shanty. And then he was, like, trying to be cute, like, we're having fun. So he's, like, chasing me around the, ice, the outside of the ice shanty. But she's like, again, ice. So she she's like, I slipped and I fell. And she's like, and I hit my head so hard, I had a concussion and I blacked out. And I said, holy shit. And she's just like, yeah, he, uh, he immediately brought me to the hospital and made sure that I was all right. But she's like... Um, the whole time he was in the chair, the nurses kept saying that he was mumbling to himself, oh my God, how do I call her father? He, her family's never going to speak to me again. Her father's going to kill me. <laughs> and I was like, wow. So I was like, teenagers are the same forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so obviously she was okay, but I was like, oh, that's really, that's cute. Then again, she's just like, we, um, when they were newlyweds and mm -hmm. they got, you know, he got transferred to Oceanside. When I was in California for my transplant stuff, mom and I actually took a um, pilgrimage to Oceanside to see what it was all about. We went out onto the pier of Oceanside, and their pier is like a like a really long dock with a circular, you know, at the end. I'm sure there's a name for this particular dock structure, sure. um, kind of like a boardwalk mm -hmm. kind of thing. So it was kind of nice. I was just like, oh, okay. And then I realized as she's telling this next story, I'm like... I stood on this pier. I was like, I know exactly where she's talking about. And she's just like, we went out with friends for the afternoon. And she said, we just, just got married. We've been married for like three months. And she's like, your grandfather trying to be funny picks me up and is holding me over the railing at the end of the pier. Like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to drop you. I'm not going to drop you. And like, <laughs> does like that fake, like yeah. drops her real quick and then catches her. Well, he does it a second time. Oh, he doesn't catch her. <laughs> and she said, the only thing that helped me, she's like, because it was the style at the time. She said, I was wearing a half sweater and a poodle skirt. Mm -hmm. And she said, and the poodle skirt ballooned out a little bit. So when I hit the water, she said it wasn't as severe. But she said the tide was coming in and all of the muscles that were attached to the pylons were cutting her wrists as she's trying to hold on to this pylon and not get swept away in the waves. And she's like, I'm going to fucking die. 
<laughs> and the whole time she's like, Grandpa Bill's looking over the railing, yelling at me, but he can't do anything because she's like, if we're both in the water, then that's going to be a problem. And he knows that. Mm-hmm. So eventually the fire department shows up and gets her out of the water, brings her to the hospital for hypothermia check and to get her arms bandaged up. And, <laughs> and she's like, again, he's sitting in this chair. Oh, my God. Her dad's going to kill me. <laughs> So our grandpa is almost twice an accidental serial killer. Yeah. And I will say, though, I got a really good laugh out of her because after uh, after they took him off the ventilator, it was clear that he had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she leaned in, gave him a kiss. And, you know, it was this very sweet, humbling moment to be a part of. And, you know, I'm giving her a hug. You know, I'm very sorry that this was ultimately what what became of this situation. As I'm holding her, I said, you do realize, I said, God's having a conversation with him right now, yelling about throwing his wife off a dock <laughs> 65 years ago. <laughs> I was like, he's, start, he's starting with incident one. He's got a list. And Grandma was laughing so hard. She's like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they they were always adorable. <laughs> Even in attempted murder. Even in attempted murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, amazing. Yeah, they managed to have uh, lots of kids. They sure did. The oldest of which, Mark, our father. Um, the next one in line, I believe, was Dale. Then was Carla. And then would have been Troy. And then... Kent and Kevin, Carla and Kevin never made it to term. So yeah, Carla, Carla was born, but she only made it a few hours. Correct. And that was their only girl. Correct. And Kevin was, was a twin for Kent, if I remember right. And that sucked. Cause I guess he, he, he wasn't viable pretty early on. So, but she still had to carry it a term for that. So, you know, right out the rip, you know, you get six kids and you're down two, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, I want to tell you that things got easier, um, but they didn't actually Christina got her middle name from Carla. Yep. Enjoy. Yeah. Make my notes here. Make sure we don't miss anybody. Right. Dale. Well, he's a whole thing. <laughs> um, he could, he could have his own episode. He really could. In fact, perhaps, we, perhaps we, we'll come back to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to him cause he's, uh, yeah, he's a whole thing. Um, Carla, unfortunately, uh, may her memory be eternal. Uh, don't really have much to say there. Troy, a lot of the same. He, he had the Van Dyke curse. <clears throat> and, and of course I'm saying had obviously he passed away. He passed away two weeks for his 21st birthday in uh, 94 so that that's a rough go and we'll, we'll probably talk how that had some effect later on in fact i know we will but troy liked to party man he and sure so did. like we go out camping or whatever and troy would show up well first it would be dale to show up and dad and dale are getting freaking hammered with you know you know tim tim or <laughs> doug the rest of the gang and uh, Dale showed up. Everybody's brought a spud cannon. Yeah, oh yeah. Who can yeah. shoot the furthest across the river? Yeah, yeah. 
Aquanet is not just for <laughs> I hair. Gonna, I was going to say, <laughs> who brought the hairspray? Exactly. Give me a ladder. Oh, my God. And then uh, Troy would show up and get plastered. But, like, Troy was a problem, man. Like, all right, Dad, like, you know, they're going to party all night. No, they'll do all their stuff. Dale was not nearly as good at pacing as Dad. Because he'd get plastered and get just stupid. And then Troy would get stupid faster and act stupider quicker. Typically, when Troy showed up to these particular gatherings, that was when our mom would come out and be like, all right, Ryan and David, time for bed. Like, it's seven o'clock. Like, it's time to go in. Go lay down in the tent. I mean, well, not a whole lot to say about those two. I mean, Troy did hold David off the deck here at this house we're in our childhood home and um there's a deck that goes like short deck that goes across the front of the house like a balcony correct and it's on you know the second story troy and dale it was troy and dale each had one leg and they were taking turns letting go (laughs) of one leg at a time to scare them and at one point, they both looked at each other and both let go at the same time and caught him. You know, the age-old trick we were just talking about. Glad they didn't do it a second time or there'd have been some splaining to do. But so there was that. Troy used to beat me up uh, when I was little a lot. It was fun, especially after his brother passed, Kent. But Kent's the only one that tried to kill me. Oh, good. He's next on the list. <laughs> yeah, you told me this story before. <laughs> So we go down to Brooks Creek or Creek if you're not from Michigan, but <laughs> fuck you. So we go down to Brooks Creek, which is down the bend from the house, uh, our childhood home. I don't know why Kent and Troy were over because they had been young too at the time, but I was really young. And so we go down there to go swimming. Kent decides he's going to fuck with me too. So he kept holding me underwater for fun. But there appeared to get to a point where he wanted to figure out just how long he could hold me underwater. And that is the only, that is one of the few times in my life where I've been like, this is it. And that is definitely the first one. Because I remember he was not going to let me go. I was screaming. So I was getting water in my lungs. And then, uh, but my, I had this idea. Stop moving. That was my idea. Stop fighting. Stop moving. Play possum. I thought maybe if he thought that I had passed out or whatever, like, I don't know, that he'd let me up. Or at least let me go so I can come back to the surface and get some air. Because we're not talking like this is a, this is not the Mississippi, okay? <laughs> this is a crick. And um, he did. He let go. And I came up and instantly tried to take a breath and just swallowed that water deeper into my lungs and uh, cough for a bit, you know. But that's one of those things where I look back now, you know, at, at, at certain events and things that have happened. And I look and, uh, and this happens a lot where I'm like, I there's no one that day that I can look at and be like, hey, you remember when they're all dead? Yep. And And, and that happens like all the time for all kinds of stuff, you know, like Sandra and I, we're sharing some of this stuff for the first time ever. Okay. To each other. Before one of us kicks the bucket. (laughs) Exactly. Like 
I'm double my expiration date. Sandra's oh, for sure I am. Yeah. Are you kidding um, me? You weren't supposed to make it 24 hours, uh-uh. for fuck's sake. You've had two or three funerals planned for you. It's uh-huh. fucking drama queen. So It's all about me. It's the Sandra <laughs> Show. <laughs> That's the new name. Hi, it's the Sandra Show. Uh, so, oh yeah, we'll probably talk a little bit more about Kent, but Kevin, I don't got nothing to say about him except for, yeah, grandma had to carry him to term. Um, yeah, that's always awesome. You got to carry your dead baby to term. So that's that side of the family. And I, Ooh, man, do I see a special episode of Dale? Yeah. Oh, same. There's just so much, so much there. Cause I'm like, we're an hour and a half in on this unedited version of what <laughs> we're doing here. And, um, I mean, there's, he could do there's it. the rise, the middle, the fall. And then his ultimate death. Correct. Like the. I mean, he could damn near be a season. I mean, he could be like a mini series. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, you got the rise and fall of Rome uh, by Edward Gibbons and you have the rise, the fall and the end for Dale. You know who should be a special guest? Mm. Brennan. (gasps) Oh, my God. I don't I don't know if Mariah would be willing to talk about it. Because she's still sweet on her dad. Yeah. Brennan might. Yeah, but... Mm, let me some fact I can record on that. Um, yeah, I think I think that might be good. Um, Mom wanted in on the Dale episode. Oh, does she? <laughs> I kid you not. She did. She's like, you let me know when you talk about Dale. <laughs> and I, I said, know. you know what, Mom? You're on. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You're, you're in. <laughs> Um, cause people are going to need to hear your voice anyway. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I was like, you're in when we talk about that's Dale. fair. Okay. I was, cause that is only fair. Cause does she, I'm telling you, there's some stories. We'll just, we'll just have like a mini episode interviewing each family mem- member that's left yeah. and be like, give me your quick take on Dale Van Dyke. Oh my God. But and once they're gonna- done crying. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause here's the deal. I mean, at the end of the day, can we schedule mic time for both people? They're still left. Woof. I mean, all right. I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, it's not fair to ask grandma. Right. Okay. So we we got, I mean, obviously our parents are divorced, uh, which will chronicle in some detail about that drama. But I mean, we got mom, we got, we got dad and boy, can he say some things? (laughs) Both modern history and ancient. Uh Um, Okay. Then what? David, we can go interview our brother. We'd have to get him out of the trailer. I don't think he'd want to do it. <sighs> he might not be allowed to. Have, he might not get permission to leave that day. I mean, he he might have something to say, though. Oh, he would definitely have some things to say, and I think he would enjoy it. And I, frankly, I would love to have him sitting at the table with us. Yes, I agree. I think I think it would be great. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look, I pick on him all. I look, I I do. I pick on Davina all the time, <laughs> but I'd love to have him here chopping the shit, man. He needs to be here. Uh, with a mic, he does. Yeah, because I, I mean, we are all so different, but he is absolutely an element of this. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he is definitely a unique little snowflake. Yep. <sighs> so proud of you, Davina. <laughs> and but <laughs> we should set that up. We should try to set that up over the. Uh, hey, by the way, behind the curtain here, don't pay any attention. We're just gonna have shop talk for a minute. So I'm thinking during Thanksgiving break, we should actually invite him. Okay. Because it's not, I mean, 
comparatively speaking to your house, it's not that far. No. So be done. Absolutely. I'll order another mic stand and another set of monitoring headphones. I mean, we already got three mics. Okay. If you invite your mom, I'll buy a fourth mic though. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just have, are you familiar with red table talk? Uh, uh-uh. oh, okay. It's, um, I have the speaking stick. You need to be quiet <laughs> like that. Or I don't know. No. So oh. red table talk. I'm not like super into it, but, um, so Will Smith's wife, who can't stop cheating on him. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they have an open relationship. Uh, is yeah. Is that what it is? They, he found out about it later. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> She'd be like, See honey, did you not know? Mm-hmm. Um, but so so her her daughter, Willow, uh-huh. and her mother. So it's basically three gener- generations of black women in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And basically they just talk about the world, what's going on in the world. Like how do they feel about um, certain issues in their culture, you know, whether people can have a say on this, if they're allowed to have a say on this thing from another culture, like it's, it's a very like raw, powerful, and they also have special guests. Um, mm. when Lori Laughlin's little daughter that she tried to buy her way into college, didn't try, she succeeded. Yeah. Well, for a while. Yeah. And then her daughter's just like, well, I don't give a fuck. I'm just here to party anyway. Uh, <laughs> that was a thing. And, um, so they had her on the red table talk and basically I don't remember what her name is, Mary Kay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's just like looking back when I finally like basically checked my privilege, uh, went out into the world and like it experienced real life a little bit and realized where I was at and how lucky, like regardless of the college situation. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and then like my response to, uh, my parents doing this for me and then my parents being prosecuted for that. She's just like, well, it was all for now anyway. Cause I'm just here to party. She's like, I'm so embarrassed. She's like, you have no idea how much I have grown just like in this small period of time. And she's just like, it's, it's really been an eye opener. And she, she's saying to, um, Oh gosh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. That's the mom to Jada's mother. Who's, you know, old black lady who's going to bust your ass. If you look at her sideways. <laughs> yep. She she kept trying to like wanting to say something to her and she's just leaned right in <laughs> looking at her like, yes, child, what would you like to say to me? And she's like, don't yell at me. <laughs> it was it's it's, you know, it, it was a really good episode. Yeah. I so something like that. You, David and Ma, basically who's left of this family unit to sit here and talk about. Oh, okay. That's better than my idea. I was just going to sit there like the host on The Bachelor and be like, all right, bitches, I'm going to throw something out here so you fight it out. Oh, I mean, that's fine, too. <laughs> I mean, your idea is probably more wholesome and probably more conductive to, uh, conducive to actual We could do like people. every other because uh, there's definitely some things that probably need to be said amongst us. Like, we do need to talk about stuff. Talk space. It's therapy on your side. <laughs> All right, if you fuckers don't become a sponsor at this point. <laughs> uh, hmm. Yep. Okay. I apologize for that. But I just I, could not resist. No, that's fine. <laughs> but I do think it could be really interesting to sit down and have a conversation. And um, yeah, there there might be a lot of anger in it, but hopefully we can eventually come out on the other side and be like, yeah, we talked about this. Like. Yeah, I would really like that. Now, I mean, I'm not trying to be terrible, but do you think that mom could 
do that? I feel like if there was enough of us here to hold her accountable, she's and she's basically not allowed to shy away without physically taking off the headphones and leaving the table. I don't want to talk about it. And so, again, we can all just come at her and be like, okay, so all of us want to talk about it. We're being adults about this. Why can't you? Correct. Like, basically to hold her account. It doesn't have to be, like, earth-shattering, like, make her uncomfortable. No. But also, like... It's just her... Her attitude has just always been, oh, fine, I'm just a terrible person. And, you know, it's to deflect it all and not actually have a conversation. It's like, I don't think you're a bad person because you made a decision that right. I don't agree with. I mean. It's it's either that or she denies that it happened at all. That's step one. And, and that's if you force really the issue with, you know, evidence, then she throws her hands up. But the first thing is always denial, right? Deny, yeah, deny. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when like she's like, oh, that never happened. And I'm like, well, Child Protective Services has documented evidence to the contrary. You were interviewed. You remember that? You know, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm just a terrible person then. And it's like, I didn't say that. I, I just yeah. want you to acknowledge that something occurred and you're like, hey, you know, I could have handled that differently. Or, you know what? You were kind of an asshole and you had it coming. I don't really care how you like which one of those two it is. Yeah. Just say, yeah. So, that's reality. Everyone else on this earth knows it, mm-hmm. but I'm going to deny it till I die. And again, I'm just, just so everybody's clear. I'm not saying my mom's an abusive, terrible person, but there were some things that were documented at a certain point because there was concern by outside parties. Uh huh. So let's talk a bit about speaking. Let's go about uh, talking about Ma. Let's talk about her family a bit. Okay. Listen to our exciting next episode, part three of four of We Are Family. Coming up next. I hear glasses breaking as I sit up in my bed. I told dad you didn't mean those nasty things you said. You fight about money, about me and my brother. And this I come home to. This is my If you like the podcast you just heard, please like and subscribe. If you'd like to support the show, check us out at patreon.com slash pessimism and pop tarts. There are special benefits for members, such as ad-free listening, early access, and free and discounted merch for members. There's a plan for any budget, from tent campers to those of you MFers throwing around RV money. You can also get the latest updates on our website, pessimismandpoptarts.com. Whether you're a patron or just like the show, please tell your friends. And if you hate the show, you know what? Tell your enemies. Because frankly, they sound awesome. Anyway, until next time.